Moravian Falls, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and our special friend Steve Schultz from Elijah List and Elijah Streams. Good to see you all. From the mm-hmm. Valley. How are you guys doing? Right. Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. good. Ready for the summer to come in now and get yeah. warmer. It's been a little cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is it raining over there, Steve? No, it's it's uh, it's sunny today. It's nice and warm, but oh. uh, I should so be out there. So you're in one of your nine sunny days over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is great. Yeah, usually it's uh, there's more overcast than not until after the Fourth of July. But yeah, my wife is out there in a sunny sun chair that's hanging from a limb on a tree in oh, a beautiful. Man. We we live on twenty acres, and but it's surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of farm acres. So it looks wow. like it all belongs to us. Yeah. And literally, uh-huh. we are twenty acres in the middle. So if you see it from the highway, you go, "Who owns all that?" Oh, there's a house in the center. Mm. Wow. That's us. It looks like it's ours. So <laughs> Bob Jones went up on the hill one time years ago and said he encouraged me to contend for the whole thing. So I'm I have not relented from the prayer on that. Yeah, that wow. is awesome. That That's is awesome. Great. That's awesome. Don and Christine, how how are you guys doing out there, Moravian Falls? We're doing well. I'm trying to take care of the 20 acres that we do have here, and it's bigger than I can handle. I can't imagine trying to get the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's yeah. we have been uh, doing well. We're um, having coolish kind of weather for us. Yeah, uh, this time of year, but it's it's not it's not a, a drag or anything like that. Right. The springtime is definitely the time of year to start awakening. Um, that sort of thing, and the weather and all that things are nice. The stirring of the spirit is, is altogether different. That's much much different now than it has been in the past. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of that, we were we were talking about this topic that I'm excited to get into today. Um, you know, of kind of a this this concept, which is talked about quite a bit, but I feel like we have a little bit different. Um, direction with this, but this idea of having a renewed mind, right? And and this concept of can we and do people actually think the thoughts of Christ? And what does that really mean? What does that really look like? So I'm excited to dig into that. Um, I think both, all, all three of you guys and, and you too, Bobby, actually have really good uh, experience and insights with these concepts. And I think sometimes um, just even saying things like thinking the thoughts of Christ, that can, for some people, that can be a bit of a trigger um, and uh, you know, a little bit of a warning zone, warning zone. But um, I'd love to just start off, you know, uh, what, when we talk about thinking the thoughts of Christ with this kind of idea of having a renewed mind, like, what does that, 
what does that even mean? What are we actually talking about when we talk about that? You're, I mean, that's a wonderful question. Anybody can interrupt me anytime. Um, most of this, I think the season that we're headed into, whether we think we are or not, uh, is a season that God is downloading uh, more stuff, more detail, more things and so on and so forth. I think we're reaching that time where Christ Jesus is calling us friends. I no longer call you servants, as he once said, but I'm calling you friends because I'm letting you know everything that the Father is doing. So the Father has been doing things for quite some time. We just haven't been aware of it. But now that's becoming more uh, more of a, of a level. I would use the word playing field. Uh, it's probably never going to be level uh, in that sense until we're up in the heavens or, or watching God a lot closer. Uh, but as he's beginning this this process of of unveiling things that's never been unveiled before, uh, the prophetic world probably would attest to that pretty fast. Uh, and a lot of the times it's things we can't even say uh, if you will, to, I would use the word the church or to traditions because it, inter it in interrupts several things, but a renewed mind, um, I think is changing. And this is a, we're a little far out, but I think for the most part, for us to gain a new thought process or a renewed mind, we've got to start thinking beyond what I can see and start realizing what he's revealing because um, seeing is not believing believing is seeing and jesus said several times uh as the scriptures would say in knowing their thoughts then jesus would speak to what they were saying because he knew their thoughts now we used to think to ourselves well you know that's jesus he can know your thoughts well he was a regular man at that time um and he also walked on water as a regular man. <laughs> and so there's probably a few things he did that we'll never do or may not be able to do just yet, although that's not actually impossible. But we won't get into that. I just think that our minds um, are our blessing and our plague. And I think it was Neville Johnson that said the human brain is incapable of an original thought. Uh, and I thought about that for quite a while, and it's true. This is kind of a hard drive, and it's storing whatever information I presently have had fed into it. And so, therefore, I can't change paradigms when I, when I don't see something that I already know or I don't hear something I already know. And so our minds default to unbelief the second we reach something that we can't explain. That's why miracles are so so difficult for us is because the truth is they are happening many more times than we think they are, but because we don't think they are, we don't see them. So I think renewing of the mind has a lot to do with shutting down my stiff-necked old system <laughs> and trying to let the Father, I would use the word, engage my imagination. Mm not my wild fantasies, my imagination to be able to grasp something he's showing me that I don't just automatically default to unbelief. But I begin to say, I can consider this since I'm not the king of everything. 
and my words are not the words of everything. My thoughts are not the thoughts. Scripture says his thoughts are farther or higher than mine. He wasn't kidding about higher. It's not a fathomable distance. The distance is so far from his thoughts to mine. And yet he's willing to share his thoughts with me. That is like blows me off the map. And I want those thoughts. Uh, and we have been cultivating that for mm -hmm some time now and really searching and seeking for that idea uh, and then he does download his thoughts and of course we're ex we're wiped out we're we lay sometimes down on the ground and just go oh my god i'm so worn out from god pouring out his thoughts on us that you can't i mean you it's really i wouldn't recommend this unless you really don't mind passing out on a regular basis but it's wonderful for the father to be releasing now on many 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 people which is probably why we're passing out is because he's probably wanting to release it on an awful lot more people, which could share the load easier than the handful he does. Yeah, I want to go to Steve and then right back to the potters. Christine, I want to uh, go back to YouTube. But first, Steve, um, what do you, uh, on this topic? Um, yeah, um, you know, while Don is talking, all of a sudden the Lord's downloading a memory of something in about the last five, six years ago. I had, um, if, if, if you look back in my life, back in the 50s, I was born in 55, and uh, back then no one talked about ADHD or anything like that. I probably would have been diagnosed with that because my brain's all over the place. I've been entrepreneurial from birth and wanted to do something different. But the problem with my mind that needs to be renewed is that it's all over the place. <laughs> it's creating, it's thinking. But half or three quarters or nine tenths of those thoughts are just distractions or worries and cares. And so to this day, I have to discipline myself if I'm trying to be quiet before the Lord. And I start off really good. And somewhere about five minutes in, without knowing where it happened, I'll come to myself and realize I've, I've left the whole thing behind and I'm wow. considering a different thing. And, you know, it's hard to have a renewed mind if you can't get your mind slowed down to hear the first thought that God wants to give you. So about mm -hmm. five, six years ago, I was coming back from Joan Hunter. I did a conference out there with her, and that was about the time when it was really starting to be taught about the courts of heaven a little more publicly. It had been around before that, but I'm on an airline. I'm having my same set of thoughts and and I said, you know, I'm going to try this courts thing. I like this courts thing. I'm just, I don't, I hadn't had read the book. I bought the book there uh, by Robert Henderson. I'm, so I closed my eyes, tried to dial down, and a flight attendant comes by, and they don't normally do this, but I looked to them like I was asleep, and she said, excuse me, sir, what can I get you to drink? And so I thought, well, that's a little bit irritating because she should have seen me asleep. <laughs> so I gave her the order. And then uh, a little later, uh, she comes back again. I'm still, I'm back in my mode and she bumps me again. And she says, would you like something else? I don't remember what it was. And finally, the third time, this happened three times. Mm. She comes and literally pats me on the leg and knocks me on the leg to, and asks me something else. I don't remember what it was anymore. And I had been, um, I'll back up a second. I had been in there saying, Lord, I'm seeing myself in the courts of heaven. I'm engaging my divine imagination, which Don was just talking about, I'm imagining myself in the courts of heaven, and Father, you're there. Jesus, I see you there. The enemy's over here. And I began to picture that, and every time I got there, I was interrupted. 
Um, and so the third time this happened, I finally was exasperated. And I said to the Lord, this is exactly why I need the courts of heaven, because this won't stop happening for my whole life. Every time I try and dial down and get with the Lord, something or someone or some problem interrupts it. And I know it's the enemy. Well, suddenly I had peace come over me and I had the rest of the time uninterrupted, but the plane landed shortly. Shortly after we arrived home, I think because it was a trip, I decided to step on the scale or something. Uh, normally I do that in the morning, but this was the afternoon. And I stepped on the scale. I had been having a big issue for months, maybe actually a couple of years with balance. Didn't know why I couldn't, if I closed my eyes, I'd have to hold on to something. Because you're supposed to be able to close your eyes and stand still. I step on the scale, fully expecting to struggle with my balance a little bit. And I was rock solid. Wow. Still. There was all my balance. And I knew in an instant, it was so profound, and it's still here to this day. It's been five or six years. All that course of heaven and renewing of my mind, I'm just, this is like one big pizza full of ingredients mm -hmm. where I dealt with this. I asked the Lord uh, in the courts to deal with it. By the way, in the courts, I imagine the Lord saying, uh, hearing my decree and decry uh, about this situation, he he banged his gavel down eventually and said, uh, judgment is rendered in favor of Steve Schultz, take him out. Mm. So the enemy was taken out screaming and tortured, and that was my divine imagination. Suddenly, I've got balance in my life. Wow. So that's a little piece of, of your renewed mind. I wasn't planning on telling that today, but it came to me when Don, you were saying something about he's got to get a hold of our thoughts. He's got, and I'm thinking, yep, that was my issue. Mm. And to this day, I still have to work on it, but it was, it's never been like that again since that one day. Wow. That is excellent. Well, That's wonderful. Well, Christine, would you uh, speak to that as well? Well, one of the uh, majors that I think a lot about is living out of our spirit instead of our soul as the guiding force of our universe. And um, to me, that makes all that is the way to move into um, I don't know the speedo version of getting your mind renewed. <laughs> I was just thinking while we've been chatting that um, what I mean what number one what is it what is a renewed mind? Um, is that me transforming my me myself transforming my thoughts into Christian thoughts, good thoughts? What? And does that just does do those thoughts mean that those are God thoughts or is that Jesus's mind? So I feel like there's um, the definition for us is really what is the mind of Christ? Uh, what is Christ likeness? And well, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is that I've been trying to make myself Christ like. I've been trying to renew my own mind using the, uh, the school teacher. Who's my school teacher? Is is it my uh, the law? The law? Well, what the law of sin mm -hmm. and death? And I, me, am the one who brings myself into, <laughs> talk about courtrooms, I'm the one who brings myself into the courtroom. I weigh and check it all out, and I rule over myself. So uh, I was realizing that if in doing that, number one, I'm, I'm caught up in a, in a spin, really, of my flesh. Is my flesh trying to conform itself to whatever its mindsets of, good and evil are or Christ or what God wants or all that. So it's in the end, it's religiosity and I've spent, you know, talk about degrees, you know, I've got my doc, super doctor at whatnot, whatnot degree in 
I'd hate to say it, it's legalism. I spent a lot of time exercising my own judgment and my own legalistic uh, stuff to try to manage my thoughts and to become more what I think Jesus or the Father wants for me. And in the end, you know, that's not a pat. <laughs> it's not a passing grade in the school <laughs> of Christlikeness. And so, what I'm starting to realize more and more that um, number one, I don't believe that my soul on its own, that formula is not going to work. That the very nature of Christlikeness, the, uh, of the renewed mind, has got to come number one from above. So it's something that God wants to impart to me or give me. Uh, a, a transformational thing that he wants to give me and do for me. But I think, as far as for me, governmentally, uh, my new nature is the one who's got to be the orchestrator and the administer of the nature of God in, into my natural life. Yeah. It's not my old nature being the guy who does all that. Right. So I'm seeing that as I'm moving into a place of... Um, maintaining my spirit's connection with the Holy Spirit, who's the teacher, not the, I mean, yeah, he uses the, obviously the law to be the prompter, but he's not the legalist <laughs> that my yeah. sin nature is. Mm, um, as I'm actually having that conduit, uh, I saw it once as the supernatural life of God from above was coming in a funnel through my human spirit and that my human spirit was taking supernatural information, translating it into information that my natural mind and my brain could comprehend. And it, there was this expediting uh, of it to, to cause a transformation, uh, and it wasn't just information. Wow. Good. Wow. I mean, that's, Christine, what you're talking about is, um, is really incredible, right? Like. Yeah. The, this idea that we could actually um, have a relationship enough with the Holy Spirit where our mind begins to be renewed and we can actually start to have, you know, start to think like God thinks. I'm not saying that in a, in a disrespectful way to God, right? But, but we can actually start to think like God thinks. And I think I'd love to kind of go that direction and just hear from anybody, you know, Bobby or any of you guys, what does that actually look like? Because I think sometimes when someone says, hey, I'd like to get to where I'm having the thoughts like Jesus, like I'm having the thoughts of God, um, that can seem like kind of a, like an inappropriate thing to even consider, <laughs> um, that you can get to that point. Um, but I'm curious, you know, like what are, what does that actually look like in a practical real world way? Yeah, for me, I think it goes back to Isaiah and the early uh, chapters of Isaiah where God invites um, come now and let us reason together mm. and God's mm -hmm. inviting us to have a think with him yeah. and right. it's beyond it's our ability to comprehend mm -hmm. um, it's like taking someone who's talented or savvy or smart and putting the anointing on top of talent it's totally different. Mm -hmm. It's a supernatural thing. It's more than my ability. But when I am clothed with that divine nature, there is no spirit of limitations that keeps me now just thinking on my own ability. And that's what's happening all over the body of Christ right now. There are downloads that heaven has waited to give and they're being given right now. I am right releasing words these days that I've held on to for 25 years. Right. And I just know it's time. 
the mind of the body or the mind of the bride can comprehend what God is saying. And, and that's the gift that Paul is praying for us to have. I want you to be able to comprehend the height, the depth, the breadth, the length. And so that's what's happening right now. And so there's a, there's a renaissance well, going on. There is a mm, download, and it is a supernatural impartation not born of man's ability. That's really good. You know so, that thing, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Steve. Well, that, that scripture that says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, we have to be careful about that. It's, it's an anointed scripture. It's from the Lord, of course. But we, we have to be careful about isolating that and majoring on that. And that trips us. It sounds a lot like my father was a very mean-spirited man. He's with the Lord now, but he lived a fairly wicked life. It, if, it's, if that scripture is taken in the wrong tone, it would sound to me like my father standing over here, my thoughts are here, you know. And God is not lecturing us saying your thoughts are my, not my thoughts, but I kind of pick it that way growing up. He's saying your thoughts and my thoughts aren't the same, but he's not saying my thoughts won't get into your thoughts. And so people have to understand that the whole idea of the download, the renaissance, the artistry, these are actual examples of God's thoughts being downloaded into your thoughts. You can't think them from God unless they go through your thoughts. Yeah. So I just think a lot of us that came through that last generation or two had some heavy, the opposite of heavy, sort of the heavy legalistic, like you're saying, Chris, Christine, I was raised in religion. But to understand that God wants you all day long, every day to be bathed in his thoughts which then go through your thoughts and become your thoughts is a it's a much more accurate picture as far as i'm concerned mm -hmm. yep. that's what excites yeah. me about the holy spirit right so, i have not good. seen ear is not heard right nor is it entered into the heart or the mind the things that god has prepared for those who love him comma but it has been given to us by mm -hmm. his right. spirit right. that's the game changer that's very good that's that um so good scripture that speaks of what's been uh, loosed on earth is loosed in heaven and what's been bound on earth is bound in heaven um and there's some aspect of how we how we live um that whatever i am bound up with here uh, i have bound that whatever is waiting in heaven to be downloaded on me i bound that up here and it got bound up there uh and and i so i've been on that let's lose some of that stuff and and that started loosing other things uh, that comes, you know, to our, to our minds and to our hearts. And also the scripture says, I, I want to give you uh, the desires of your heart because I am giving you the desire of your heart. Uh, and so it's safe for God to give us what we're asking for when we're hearing what he is calling us, if you will, to ask for. Mm -hmm. Basically, like you said, Steve, downloading his thoughts into our thoughts. And I mean, I, none of us could probably handle the full weight of God's thoughts, but we certainly could have what we are thinking infiltrated uh, by the Lord so that our natural response uh, would be for kingdom or for righteousness and not always having to struggle for it. Good. Yeah. Uh, I asked this one question one time. Why is it, why is it when, when, when we heard the evil thoughts come, that it is, oh, just give up, just let go, and go into evil thought. 
That was, you know, that's kind of the, just easy to let go and go right into evil thought. And so good thought or, or righteous thought, that's a fight and that's a struggle. And my life is a big mess. And so God stopped me one day and he said, um, don't you think that falling into righteousness will be just as easy as falling into <laughs> sin every day in your yeah, life? I said, well, I, I don't seem to think so. I mean, I'm over here struggling <laughs> my guts out to try to figure out how to stop falling into, into mm -hmm. un, you know, unrighteousness. And, and he said, I am renewing that part of your life where okay. you will fall into righteousness. Just, just let go and you'll fall into righteousness. And I thought, I want that. You know what? I want that right there. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have well, that fight with every single thought that flashes through my head. You were saying that, Steve, when you, I want to get with God and your brain goes to Iowa and back mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do to stop it. It just seems like this raging yeah. thing. That was, Actually, the guitar is what saved my life. God said, you can play the guitar while you're waiting to hear me. It's and that good. keeps my mind on one track until he says something and that's oh, the really biggest good. help i ever had yeah yeah i think i think that's a perfect segue to this uh this concept now bobby i actually i think a couple of us have mentioned this this concept of uh another renaissance yes. um so bobby can you tee that up because i don't know that everyone will understand what that means when we talk about a new renaissance that we may be entering a, a new renaissance with regards to what we're talking about today yeah, so back in the 14 to 1600s, when uh, the, the last Renaissance that we know of, or the season called the Renaissance, appeared, it was an explosion of creativity. Um, many people, Christian or non, didn't even know that they were sort of painting not only brilliant and beautiful things, but even um, making the spirit realm tangible. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when God moves, uh, there is a renaissance. It hits the uh, art or the creativity to bring into the tangible what God's doing in the supernatural. And so you see that in music, you see it in poetry, you see it in writing, and you see it in prophetic downloads. And so we're getting this you know, prophetic download that a new renaissance is on the way. But uh, one of the things that the Lord showed us was in World War II, when Hitler was on his rampage, um, then in you know the early 1930s, uh, one of the things that he did was he grabbed all of those paintings and artists' brilliance and hid all of those things. He captured mm -hmm. all of the paintings. That was part of his strategy, was to capture the Renaissance wow. and the creativity that was released uh, 150 years later and go, and he went and hid them in caves while he was reigning because he, he knew that if he could steal their creativity, if he could steal that anointing, take the inspiration, take away. The inspiration away, wow. he could have a nation. Wow. And so that's wow. the point is that there is a new renaissance that's happening. And it's so easy to think, you know, in regards to the mind of Christ. Well, how practically do we get the mind of Christ? And, and how, you know, I'm not hearing, uh, some might say, the audible voice of God like Samuel heard. And, and what does that mean? And man, there's a lot of audible voice that's happening these days, for sure, some inward audible. But in 25 years of the pre prophetic in my life, um, one thing that I've learned is God's voice is rarely a voice. What does it actually look like to have a <laughs> renaissance and God thoughts wow. happening? Wow. Yeah. Very good. good. Very good. Good. Yeah, you know, I, I, I may have told this in one of our other programs, Bobby, but I was just a few weeks back, three or four weeks back or something, and uh, 
someone had said something about being obedient and, and asked, no, I know what it was. I was listening, I was driving along in the car, listening to Joel Osteen talk about people should not go to this place where they say, I'm not qualified to do something because if the Lord gives you an idea and says he wants to do that for you, your response should not be, I'm not qualified as if you know better than God. So I somehow that hit me that day. And I said to the Lord, I was in there in the car and I said, here's the deal, Lord. If you tell me something that you want me to do that is way beyond anything I could do, I'm telling you right now the answer is yes, because my answer is usually I'm not qualified or I'll give it to someone else to do because they're qualified. And so I felt peace with that. That same night I go to bed and God downloads an unusual full color poster of a thing he wants me to do that I, I can't even talk about yet. It had the title up here, it had the photo of a famous person that, that, that I knew who it was and it had the name of this show. And uh, if I'd had that on any other night, I would have said, I'll give that to this guy because he knows that, he knows the famous people. But I had already pre-told God yes. And because of my pre-told yes, God could trust me with a full color. It wasn't a moving vision, but a full color vision of the show that I would do. And it was all, the, the whole thing took place in about five seconds. It was Whoa. so emblazoned on my mind. I got up and I did a mock-up of it so that I could show my wife. And what God is saying, so you, you would ask uh, Bobby or someone said, what is it? People would say, what, how can I get these downloads? How can I, you know, how do I get to that where I can hear? Well, one of the ways you do it is what is like that story. Tell God yes in advance. Say, whatever you download on me that I would normally not accept for myself, the answer is yes. Then go to sleep. <laughs> you, you probably wake up with a renewed mind. <laughs> so good. I love that. That would work. That'll work. I like it. Christine. Don, you want, Don, you want to tell that story of the couple that walked up to you because he, you took him from one place to another place. Oh yeah, yeah. This was um, uh, this was in in Portland, Oregon, ministering out there, and uh, uh, at the end of it, um, we uh, we were praying for people, and uh, it was a, a young man uh, and a young woman standing next to him. Um, I don't know why that when I see a young woman and a man, the woman standing off to his right, I always, I guess I always think that they're a couple. I don't know why. I just do. And it probably didn't make much sense. So I'm talking with the guy and he's wanting to know what his future, you know, is basic all about. And um, the Lord has has been revealing to me about some things prior to this. But I, I looked at him and I said, well, I see music on your life. I said, even uh, even uh, uh, worship, even leading worship and, and so on. And as I was saying that to him, his, you know, his eyebrows went up. And I looked at the girl next to him, assuming they were together. And I said, do you, I mean, do you agree with that? Do you, do you see that on him? And, and uh, she said, I don't know him at all. I, you know, and she was uh, kind of stood back like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know him. And he looked at me and he said, and I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how to play music at all. I don't have the tiniest bit of understanding about music. And I, I looked at both of them and I thought, well, the reason you don't know him is because he's not who he is yet. I don't even know why I said that. 
Um, and they both kind of rocked back a little bit. And I said, well, there is a there's a miss. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to have you here with me. Uh, and I was back in a year, in a year's time, uh, in another place in Portland, ironically. Uh, and this guy came up to me, same guy, came up with her. She was with him. And he said, well, I just wanted to, I felt like I needed to tell you that I'm now leading worship. He said, I play the guitar and I love it. I didn't realize I even had the talent. And he said, I'm leading worship and uh, we're married and she's singing with me and we're having a great time. Wow. And I just was, okay, I'm really glad you came and told me that. But afterwards, I asked the Lord about it and I was thinking, my first thought was, well, I needed the humbling. That was my first thought. And the Lord said, no, 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 I'm trying to teach you something about the prophetic. He said, before you tell someone about their future, you need to be able to tell them why they're not living in that future right now. Wow. Uh, and when I when I when he said that, I said, you mean I need to look into their history? And he said, it's as available as what you're seeing in their future. That history is as available. It's either going to be a wound. It's going to be someone who said, are you are you crazy play music or something has happened to them? It doesn't mean run down their whole mess but since the lord revealed that i can now see uh in in many cases in people into people's lives now i say that into their i'm not getting into their private stuff i don't mean that in, uh, by any means but i can see a block that's keeping them from not recognizing or seeing what the lord is about to say they're headed for um and if in the scriptures are like that so when when uh, when any of the prophets would, would uh, prophesy, especially to the kings of Israel, they seldom ever prophesied to the people. They always prophesied to the leaders and say, because you have done so and so, this is coming, or this would be the answer. And the times that they did uh, prophesy over the nation, they clearly stated, because of your history, your future is now looking like this. And I've, I feel like God's releasing that now. And we'll release that. And that's what we've been talking about, this renewed mind. That should be like falling off a log to see into someone's history enough to see where they have blocked what God is doing in their lives. Wow. Very wow. good. Wow. I'm interested in what you guys think about this. There's the IQ, and that's the intelligent quotient. <laughs> Uh, the ideas of men and the capacity of, of a man's mind. There's the SQ, which is the spiritual quotient and how uh, the spiritual capacity is growing and ebbs and flows. And then there's the EQ, which is the emotional quotient. And that um, sets us up for how we show up in life and how we handle difficulty and um, all of those things that need to be um, really covered by the blood of Jesus. And I've been seeing um, EQ raised to the surface and how much um, the emotional quotient uh, is on the heart of God right now to see his people emotionally healthy. And he actually prophesied and said that uh, if we didn't get emotionally healthy, we would continue to recreate instead of co-create with oh, the Lord. Well. That mm. we would constantly be putting lipstick on on something old and trying to recreate it instead of getting on to co-creating and so there's a download but it does take uh the blessings of being emotionally healthy to help us springboard into that confidence comes from that all of that 
uh, that really helps us to feel emotionally healthy enough to actually co-create with the Lord and stop wrestling with the idea that God would share his mind with us. Have you been getting anything on that, you guys? You know, I'll just, uh, I'll just say that, um, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to Christine. I feel like she's going to throw it Smart move. Because I've been uh, doing so much self-examination and the trying to fix myself, <laughs> it actually like has, it's, it's awesome. It has really acquainted me with the uh, hopelessness of the sin nature with the uh, human person trying to change it. Um, and what I got caught up in uh, a lot was uh, in my compassion, um, I, I just really wanted to find something that would heal people or fix them or change them. And, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this recently, that the, the principles are, are wonderful and they, the godly principles can come out of the, uh, God's truth, and, but they're not the same as the, the person. And um, I realized that I certainly have tried to um, recreate myself uh, a lot, and that didn't heal me. I really wasn't able to heal myself, even when with the uh, applying of uh, God's principles and truths. What I saw was that I needed an experience, an encounter with the light. Um, it was my fear of the light that was keeping me in a form of darkness. Uh, it was almost like a veil that was keeping me thinking that if I could get the right information and I could apply it properly, I could heal myself to become what God, I thought God wanted or to become worthy enough. I did, you know, it's all subconscious. I didn't consciously know this or become worthy enough to, um, to, re to receive, be received as the child of God that I already was. And so he's having, this is some of my old, con, the old nature's convoluted thinking that ha, is interfaced into the human, the human condition and it, it's, you know, it's connected to our woundedness. And so uh, what I saw was that um, the, with a light, uh, the, at first I think we all think the light comes to reveal my darkness and how bad I am. That's our shame nature. But what I saw recently was that the Lord saying, no, I want you to learn how to receive the light. You've been more afraid of the light than you realized. Mm -hmm. And you wanted to get ready for the light. And he said, actually, the light is what makes you ready. The light of God is the love of God made manifest. And it's that that comes to you. And I want to teach you how to receive the light. And as you receive the light, he said, uh, then you see how your thinking or beliefs or brokenness doesn't line up with me. And in that place, there's a place of transformation that has to do with giving. He said, if you will give to me, I will give to you. So if you're willing to give your brokenness to me, I'm willing to give you my healing, my nature, and my tra the transformation. Wow. It, that is making me spiritually and emotionally well. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Steve, you handed it to Christine. Well, so well, you know, you I, mean, come I in think there. that whole emotional thing is probably way up at the top. Because most people are living, breathing, damaged goods um, who, who have been largely redeemed by the Lord if they're following him. But there's that part that we are all, all things are new. And at the same time, there are deliverances and wounds that have to be fixed. And that took me a long time to 
adjust to. But here's a simple example. Yesterday on our show or the day before, I can't remember, uh, I, at the very end, God started giving me words of knowledge and we had seconds to go before we were going off here. And I said, Julie, there may be a couple of you. Your name is Julie and I'm hearing a song, Julie, 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 do you love me? And it was just that simple thing. And I said, it's like the Lord is saying to you, he would love to hear you say to him, I love you. Because the, the, I, I heard it as if from the Lord, Julie, do you love me? Tell me you love me. Uh, Julie, 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 do you care? So, and I had said on the end, I have a producer named Julie, but there's another, at least another one. Well, I get a letter today from Julie. And uh, she said, my dad wasn't a very good dad, but he used to sing that song to me. Oh. And she says, I'm, I'm, I'm weeping as I'm typing this and I, I'm ready to lose it myself. Mm -hmm. But that broke something off. And that's because that's just one tiny example of the millions upon millions of Christians that need something emotionally broken off wow. to go one step higher. The Lord is so interested in emotional healing. It is, I wow. think it's the single yes. greatest. I don't think it's intelligence we need. I don't think it's ideas we need. I think everybody has the right number of ideas if they get that stuff broken off that, you know, I'm not a psychologist, so I guess I don't know, but that's my opinion. Oh, that's it's a good. good one. Well, that's the very <laughs> yes. thing, what you're just saying, Steve, you went backwards uh, to go forwards uh, and had to go. I mean, it was a simple song in that girl's young life. Uh, uh, and you simply stated it. And that that's the beauty of that. And that went back and healed a place in her so she could go on. You know, and that, to me, this is, I think you're, that's, that's the most practical term, terminology for it that I've heard in, in, in that, in that sense. And, and this, I, what I heard too, as Don said that it's the light um, went back and there was, it went inside and outside of time. Yeah. So that, that is that wow. transformational place of where, whether you call it the anointing, it is that loving heart of God that is, that it, that is his presence and that his presence is outside and inside of time for us. Well, That's good. there's someone watching right now. I just feel like there's a moment in the spirit you've been maybe diagnosed and thought that you had a deficiency and the Lord's highlighting the brilliance of how mm -hmm. he's made you right now. And all of that's turning around. And even in the way you've self-diagnosed yourself, that's all turning around now. And, and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and just re receiving Psalm 139. I am fearfully and wonderfully made mm. and you're believing that and it's causing a renaissance in your mind new levels of creativity and just believing that you hear god's voice it's never been about your ability to hear god as much as it's always been about his ability to speak well wow. god loves what he's doing in you and there are people right now that i just believe you're being healed of the things that even man has spoken over you, diagnosis in the mind, those types of things that it's widespread. There's an explosion right now in this mm. renaissance and the mind is being healed so that it can be renewed in the name of Jesus. Come on. Good, Come good, on. good, good. Yes, that's, let it be. That's powerful. That's Jesus powerful. I, I think, um, you know, this, just to kind of bring this back a little bit, um, you know, as we were talking about this stuff and we were, we were talking about the Renaissance and like um, a new Renaissance, I started thinking about this Renaissance, right? And um, I don't know how many of you that are watching this know the history of it, but 
the history of it was the reason or one of the primary drivers and reasons behind why the Renaissance was able to happen in the, 14, the period of the 1400s was there was this family, the Medici family, and they basically orchestrated bringing all of the top most creative people together um, to Italy, to Florence, and then kind of said, hey, okay, you guys are all here now, what can you do? Not really like that, but kind of like that. And from that and them being together and actually um, kind of leveraging each other's creativity and kind of creating, fostering and creating an environment of creativity and giving permission to it. Because before, before this, a lot of this kind of what would be considered creative arts was, was frowned upon and not really acceptable. So it kind of fostered and created this uh, environment. And from that was birthed the Renaissance and the greatest movement of um, creativity that the, ever happened in the modern world. What is so crazy and what was struck me as you guys were talking about that um, was that back then what was needed to make that happen was actually bringing people physically together. Mm -hmm. But what God is, is what I'm hearing from the Lord and what I think God is doing is we're now in a point in history that has never existed before where because of the internet, which a lot of people think is bad, but actually um, it can be used by the enemy, but it can also be used by kingdom. Um, yes. We are now in a situation for the first time in the history of man where you don't actually have to gather everyone in Florence. You can actually be together as you're separate all around the world. And I just thought that was such a perfect pivot to this conference that's coming up, Imagine, because there's some degree of creativity with this conference, Imagine. There's some degree of connectivity. And um, obviously there'll be some people that will be in Bend, Oregon, but there'll also be people that'll be attending from all over the world that are mm -hmm. that are separate, but they're coming together. So I'd love it, maybe Bobby, if you would speak to what this thing is coming up and then we could hear from Don and Christine and, and also from Steve, like as we're now entering this time in history that truly is unique, where you can be in a village in the middle of uh, some obscure country in Africa and you can also be in London and you can also be in Bend, Oregon and we can also be together while we're apart. That's never happened before. And what if we start to fix our minds on what God is doing and we start to move towards this concept that we've been talking about today of having the thoughts of Jesus, but we're doing that together while we're apart all around the world. I think it's kind of an incredible opportunity, incredible time. Yeah. Now's the time to imagine with the Lord. Now's the time to imagine with each other. And really that divine imagination that both of the Potters and Steve Schultz were talking about is that season. God is saying, no, really, you can have a divine imagination. You can let me drop things in your heart. I'm reminded of David. Um, when David wanted to build a tabernacle with no veil, um, it was God's idea. God didn't go to David and said, David, would you do this? This thing that had never been on the planet before. It was David's idea. He says, God, I want there to be a tabernacle with no veil so that the common man could experience and see and look upon the tangible gl glory of God. Wow. And God said to David, go do it. And under the law, you're going to step into grace. You're going to push the envelope and bring something on the planet that's never happened before. And that's just us for asking. 
That's that Isaiah 7:11. Ask of me big. Ask for the moon, the message translation says, and I would have given it to you. And so oh, this wow. is that. Let's dream. Let's think the thoughts of Christ. And let's be emotionally healthy enough to know it's okay to ask. It's wow. okay to believe. Ask, seek, and knock. The acronym there is ask. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's what God's saying. Yeah. Dream big. Come alive. And the things that you believe me for in the past that you've been waiting on that maybe haven't happened and hope deferred has wow. made the heart sick, I want you to ask again. I want mm. you to keep believing because I've not I won't have to apologize to you for unfulfilled promises. Wow. That's very wow. good. That's great. Wow. Steve, Steve yeah. what are your thoughts as we're moving towards this? We're having this conference in um, the 28th and 29th of May. Um, and Don and Christine are going to be speaking. Bobby and Becky Hobby are going to be speaking. But uh, as somebody that's connected and talking to people every day that are in the prophetic space and, and just what are your thoughts about this, Steve? You know, I, what, I want to keep off for a moment what Bobby was saying, that the whole thing about ask and keep asking, you know, the, the Lord says that, that that translation means says ask and keep asking. That's what that really means. But but I the, the idea of asking more and more and bigger and bigger and larger and larger, that whole the prayer of Jabez was expand my territories. This is something I've been practicing for a couple of decades. And I ask for way, way more than most people would ever think to ask because I saw that scripture that says he's able to do abundantly above all you can think or ask. So I thought, well, I can, if I can start thinking bigger, I'm just going to hear and tell you that God just keeps promoting me, promoting me, promoting me, doing more, doing more. And without knowing this concept, my, my producer is also named Julie. Uh, I was talking to her about my father who's gone home to be with the Lord 30 years ago. She didn't know what I just told you about the bigger prayers and more and more prayers. And she said, she stopped me in mid-sentence. She said, the Lord just told me to tell you that your father, your earthly father who's now in heaven, just heard you say that. And he's, and he's saying to the Lord, give him, no, I'm sorry. He didn't hear me say that. She just tapped in to what God was doing. It wasn't the subject. She said, the Lord just showed me your father's, saying to the father, give him more, give him more, give Stephen wow. more, give wow. him more. And he just kept saying it. Well, I don't know if my dad knows, my earthly father knows that I'm praying those thoughts. He Maybe he does. But the fact that even if he would even put it on the hearts of our loved ones who have gone before to, to agree from heaven, I'm here to tell you that God wants you to ask far more than you're asking. Seek far more than seeking, not just only for him, primarily for him, but all the things he would do for you and with you, ask bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger prayers. I had, I had a word of knowledge someone sent to me. She actually said, uh, sent to me said she was in a trance and the Lord showed, uh, this is today, and showed me her picture on t my picture on a big screen. And I was saying, and I won't even say what it was because it was outrageously big. And I thought, who would ever share a word like that because it's impossible for one man to do that monstrously big thing. And I don't know what, what it means, and it's too big for me to even mention, but I wanna tell you that I'm, I'm looking at it going, there it is again, there it is again. I keep praying for bigger and bigger and bigger things and God keeps doing it. So you need to be part of this imagined thing because you need to renew your mind that the, the, the past is not the greatest part of your life 
the mm. greatest part of your life is before you, or you would be gone. Mm. Your, your biggest part, the most profound part, the most joyous part is your life ahead of you, or you would be gone. So you need to get part of this and uh, get on this, whether you can go and bend or do it online. Either way, it's the thoughts of God need to get into your thoughts. And I really, really encourage you to do this. Wow. Wow. That's great. Wow. Couldn't help but notice the anointing came on you, Steve, while you were saying all of that. <laughs> I was sure really like, whoa, the anointing's falling on him. <laughs> so that's the real deal right there. I, I love to see the anointing fall on people. I just think that's that's the best yeah. thing I can watch. Yeah. I, I'm I'm totally with all of this. I'm of course always seeing things from a uh, from a musical perspective. Uh, whether that's a disease or a blessing, I'm not sure. <laughs> the uh, there's something I just read today in the Lord in His beautiful style. Downloaded a a a, a, a um, vision for it, uh, and it's about the the Lamb of God seen. Uh, it's in Revelation uh, 14. The Lamb of God is seen on Mount Zion. That means the Lamb of God will be seen before He comes in the clouds. He's on Mount Zion, and there's 144,000 sealed Jews there with him the 144,000 which are sealed with the name of God on their foreheads and then they hear this sound John hears this sound from heaven uh, this is in the book of Revelation and the heaven is the thunders the thunders which are the voice of God which sounds like many waters which is all the frequencies that there is many waters is white called white noise it's all the frequencies there are and then a song a new song comes from the minstrels from heaven and the only ones who can hear it and learn it are the 144,000. And so I, I'm, I'm listening to that or I'm reading this and the Lord is saying, why do you think they're the only ones that can, that can hear it? Uh, and I said, um, I don't know. And so he began to reveal what seal is on their foreheads over their spiritual eye. The seal is the name of God. And he said, do you think it's only one name? I said, whoa, it's not, is it? He said, no, it's 144,000 names are written on their heads. And that means when they look through the spirit, when they see in the spirit, they see an attribute of God. And from that attribute of God, they can receive this song of the spirit, if you will, or the new song, whichever way. And that one can remember their portion. And then this one remembers their portion. And this one remembers their portion. Thus, that releases the mind of God on the earth through all of those minds, if you will. And, as, and I think that's why the Lord is moving on us now for this to become a more widespread thing. So only a handful of people who can maybe move in those gifts of knowledge and gifts of, of discernment and, and prophetic and so on and even healing. I think that's supposed to be really everyday stuff mm -hmm. uh, for uh, for the believing body. It should be okay every day to pray over someone and they be healed or to speak into someone's life or them speak into yours. And if we could stand to look through that spirit eye and call on the Lord to seal my spirit eye so that I am not seen into either, because the problem is our spiritual eyes are open whether we think they are or not, and we can be seen into our spirits and and be attacked and so i that's what the lord is now sealing that for us so that his name is what i look through some portion of his name uh for the future that does take a little bit of imagination to get to that but 
Mm-hmm. That was just what he revealed today from hanging around with him. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, God has been speaking to us lately. He recently said this, that uh, regarding the elections and other things, uh, you've prayed and believed for a landslide. But what I want to give to the body of Christ will be known as an avalanche. Whoa. And this outpouring that is happening right now all over the planet. He's like, I want you to dream with me. I want you to go. When I come in this next move of God, will I find faith on the earth? Mm. When I come, will I find faith on the earth? And we're just like, Lord, we're believing you. The one thing we have kept is our heart. The one thing we have kept is our faith, God. We have kept our heart before you. And when you come, you will find faith in our hearts. We have believed you. We have put our hands to the plow and we have not pulled it up again. And so this that we're seeing is that um, this is this hour where in the Imagine Conference and in this season in the body of Christ, we get our minds renewed so that we can see the things that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, or has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for us. But I have revealed it by my spirit. This will be a time where his spirit can take us wherever he imagined. If you remember in Genesis 1.26, he said, let us make man in our image. And the word there for image means all that we could imagine. So here's God wanting to imagine. And he says, let us make man with what all we could imagine. And that's what it looks like when God imagines he created you. That's good. Whoa. That's wow. a good one. So, so, Bobby, as we're, you know, just a couple of weeks away from this Imagine Conference, um, how, so tie that into what, because a, a lot of things I feel like he's been preparing us and, and Donna and Christine have been feeling the same thing and you and Becky, uh, tie, tie that into what you anticipate happening at the conference. Well, I get so inspired from, uh, Elijah streams and watching Steve's videos and, and the ones that he uh, interviews on a daily and weekly basis, because you can see that there is a ramping up in the mm-hmm. voice of God right now. Yeah. Uh, the veil is, is not only been torn, it is, it no longer exists. We used right. to talk about thin places and now it is an open heaven. And so I am mm. super excited to hear God speaking loudly and, but not only speaking, empowering us it would be horrible just to have prophetic hope without apostolic feet to walk it out and so this this conference and this season is that it's a convergence of what god is saying being renewed in our mind being emotionally healthy and then the strategy Mm. to walk it out what is god saying because that's what it's going to take in this season wow that's awesome uh steve or donna christine any any last thoughts and then and then i'll wrap this up we're about out of time um you, you know regarding the, the conference is coming up i, I want to say one small uh, one small thing because i'm i want to uh, address something that's in my heart which is sometimes is the seemingly the flip side of things and uh i think you know i'm i'm excited for people who are hearing about more and more and more for some people like myself, um, the Lord's asked me, am I willing to res- to come back into myself as a um, prophetic intercessor uh, person with broken boundaries? I had found it very difficult to stay inside the parameters of the life that I'd been assigned by the Lord. 
And so for me, he's at, he's been teaching me about restraint and the willingness to come back and and not pursue being what like other people are to uh, get my eyes off of other people, other ministries, even what God's doing in other people's lives and try to be an imitator or 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 be you know um jealous or whatever of what's happening in other people mm. because again i had not uh, learned how to live securely in the fearfully and wonderfully made me mm. and so he's wow. been pulling me into will i will i fill up to the fullness my unique design and who he created me to be even if in comparison it looks very small it looks very insignificant it, it does but i think of this little life and this little light little light but let it be the fullness of the portion of the light that's been given to me to shine in the earth and it is enough and so i think that part and, and about the renaissance i have to also speak into that because being married to like a totally super artistically creative person, it's, I have felt like I'm not creative if I'm not uh, artistic in that way. And so that's another part. I kept feeling that the creator, his light and his life in me, in, in each one of our uniquenesses, uh, is that I'm called to be that co-creator with him, but it's but it's not necessarily going to look like um, what has been established and what's recognized and what's known. It is the willingness to uh, to to be a conduit of his of his of his life in mm -hmm. again my design. And it, I could be a scientist. I could be I could be just like the most realist and most honest. God-filled mom or grandmother or something, uh, and that would be what the creative power of God, how it was manifesting in the earth through me, whether or not I was uh, an, uh, an artist in the, uh, you know, the other kind of liberal artness. Absolutely, right. yeah, that's for great, sure. Steve. That's good, yeah, and I, you know, I'm I'm somewhere in the middle middle of all that because I got a little musician in me. I mean, I was still, I had Ricky Skaggs at the show. I, and he was pretty excited to learn that I'd played bluegrass music for years and was in a group and did all that sort of stuff. And, mm -hmm. and I'm that, I, you know, when I tested years and years ago as a young man, I was 100% sanguine and 100% melancholic, which means I can be a party person and it means I can be really need to be alone and get away from people. And I was 100% on both ends of the spectrum. So I know both sides of that. You know, I'm all over the place in my brain, you know, and so, and even Christine, what you just said, that sometimes the ultimate expanding of your borders, the ultimate more, 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 Lord, is more, more, more with you. Yeah. That's the ultimate, yeah. ultimate expanding of your borders. So it's any and all of that. Um, and, and, and it could be any and all of that at any given time. But again, I want to encourage everyone to, to get part of this Imagine conference. It's going to do you good and even if you can't do every single session get to the ones you can it'll be worth every penny of it so yeah yeah thanks for that steve yeah i just appreciate you guys so much steve um the insights that you bring and, and all mm. the wisdom and your experience is just so um relevant yes. and powerful so just really appreciate that don and christine mm -hmm. it's always it's just always a treasure to have you guys on it's been um, just very insightful and really a blessing for us. We're so excited for the Imagine Conference mm -hmm. coming up May 28th and 29th. There's a link 
in the description if there's not one there uh, and you want to find out uh, how to get there then you, you just go to kingdomlearning.life and it'll be right on the home page and you can register it's only uh 59 for a digital uh, access and $99 for in-person. There's a very limited number of in-person seats, but I just want to mention the online experience is not just a camera in the back of the room. Like we have purposely designed um, the experience for the digital people right from the beginning. So it's going to be really impactful. Um, and actually we're going to be integrating the, the digital people and the in-person people in a way that's never really been done before. So I'm super excited for that. You definitely want to register. Again, thank you so much, you guys, for pouring into this. It's always powerful to have all of you guys on. Yes. We just really appreciate it at Eagle Mountain that you're willing to spend some time and just really speak into these things that are relevant. It's so important right now with the way that the world is. And I see more and more people's hunger um, for this kind of information. And so just thank you for, for doing that. If you uh, are not subscribed to this podcast, definitely do that. Subscribe to the podcast. And um, we have amazing guests on uh, like this that speak truths about what God is doing and, and what, what they're hearing from the Lord and things like that. So definitely appreciate it. And until next time, thank you so much, guys. We will see you guys um, later. Thanks. Blessings.